Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's Friday, which means it's time for unsportsmanlike conduct with your hosts, Adam Hill and Ed Green. Hey, welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill. We're here each week to give you some of our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders. Before entering into the world of news and topics we find interesting, not sure where we'll go with that this week. Willie Pops Ramirez might pop in here in a second. Uh, we are, Adam, at Allegiant Stadium for the UNLV season opener against Eastern Washington. This podcast will drop tomorrow, uh, courtesy of our producer, Larry Meir. Nobody better in the business. But I want to go to you right away. We're at 53 for the Raiders. They got down to 53. We'll talk about KJ right in a second and what happened later in the week. Give me your initial thoughts when you saw the 53. Surprise or not surprise on some of the moves? Yeah, I mean, I think there was a little bit of surprise at first. I know uh, going into the end of last week, I was talking to some of the other guys in the media room. Uh, Some of those guys that were in that fight tournament that we put together. uh, (laughs) I was talking to them in the media room, and it was kind of like, all right, if you had to guess, this was before the final preseason game. If you had to guess the final 53, how many could you get? And the estimates were between 47 and 51. Um, so you pretty much knew who's going to be on the roster for the most part. The real mystery really going into the, the setting of the 53-man roster was those IR spots. It was who was going to go on long-term IR and who was going to go on short-term IR because we knew there was four players that were hurt. We didn't know if any of them were out for the year, right? So Javen White we thought might be out for the year. Um, Nicholas Morrow we thought maybe a little shorter, but it's possible he's out for the year. Jalen Richard, we think, you know, we see him around the building. He looks like he's nowhere close. He's on the cart. He's got the, the foot in the cast. Um, but they keep saying he's somewhat close. So didn't know if he'd go on long-term or short-term. And then Keyshawn Nixon obviously was a very late injury. So we didn't know much about that either. So that was a real mystery. Do you put them on the, on the IR before and have that roster spot available? Or do you keep them on the 53 and then put them on IR later so they can come back? And that's what they chose to do. They chose to put all four of those guys on the active roster, and then they put them on short-term IR so they can return. So that was the big mystery of how many of those guys would make it, how many wouldn't, and how would they kind of bounce those IR spots. What they chose to do? put them all in the 53, now put them on short-term IR, now bring some of those guys back. So, like, Derek Carrier, they thought, hey, he'll, he'll probably clear waivers. They really wanted him. He's a very key player for on special teams and third tight end. But, hey, put him on waivers and then, you know, sign him back uh, when he returns. So those were the real, um, you know, those are the real keys of what they were going to do with some of those roster spots. And, you know, I thought Carl Joseph maybe a little bit of a surprise uh, at the safety position. Uh, but he just wasn't fully up to where they've seen him in the past. Um, so that was a little bit. John Brown, if you would have looked at it at the beginning of camp, would have said, yeah, he's going to be on the team. But as we got closer to the end, we heard like indications there's some tough decisions to be made on wide receivers. So that started to open up the door a little bit and say, okay, John Brown is probably the odd man out there. And that turned out to be the case as well. Uh, so in terms of major surprises, I thought maybe, maybe they'd move on from Peterman. Uh, they would let him go because a third quarterback is a real luxury on a 53-man roster, especially when you've got those four injured guys. But they held on to him. And so, you know, he's still in the mix. That might have had something to do with 
Marcus Mariota not being at 100%. Maybe they didn't trust that he'd be ready to go in there for game one. Uh, so that was, you know, the decision they made. But any kind of surprise was a real minor one. Okay, so let me ask you this, because as they they did sign K.J. Wright, uh, the linebacker uh, has ties to Gus Bradley like a lot of these guys do. We are certainly seeing Gus Bradley's influence, at least with the people who make decisions, with John Gruden and Mike Mayock. Um, talk about that. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Look, I don't think Gus Bradley's going to have the players he might have had uh, in his previous stops. He'll have some good players, but it certainly seems like Gus Bradley wants to surround himself with defensive players that he trusts and have played in his system. I mean... That can't be a bad thing, given how bad they've been defensively. They can't get worse. They can only get better, right? Well, it's possible to get worse. I mean, if well, you're 31st in the league or 30th, I guess you can get worse. But you're right. I mean, you would think that they're on the upswing and that they want to move up in those rankings. And if you're going to turn the defense over to Gus Bradley, if that's the decision, hey, this is Gus Bradley's defense. We're leaving it in his hands. Go make these things better. Why not get guys he's comfortable with and that know the system? And by the way, at this stage, You've got to have guys that know the system. I mean, right, if you were right. going to go out, say, you know, they, they clearly needed depth at linebacker. That was something they needed. Well, if you go out and just sign any linebacker, now you've got an acclimation period of trying to get them in the building, trying to teach them the defense, get them up to speed, all of those things. They look at it and said, hey, KJ Wright has played in this system. He knows Gus Bradley is comfortable with him. Bring him in. He knows. Same with Denzel Perriman. Denzel Perriman's another guy. When they said, hey, we need a linebacker. We need depth at linebacker. We almost signed Perriman. If you're the front officer saying, hey, we almost signed Perriman in the free agency period. Maybe we go out and give up a draft pick and go get him. And that's what they were able to do with Perriman. So, you know, they, they're they're fighting these guys. Casey Hayward is another one. Uh, Teamer. That's definitely one. It's safety. Well, Teamer, talk about Teamer because when Carl Joseph, I was at the game up at the Niners. Carl Joseph played. I was a little surprised because I thought he was already on the team. He actually played pretty well. The next day, the surprise of many, he gets cut. They keep Teamer. But again, like you're saying, Teamer has Gus Bradley ties. Yeah, he's been with Gus Bradley. He knows the system. Gus Bradley knows him. He's the reason. You know, Gus Bradley is the reason that Teamer was even here. He said, hey, look, take a look at this guy. Let's see if we should bring him in. They decided to bring him in. So that move makes a lot of sense. But you have to bring in guys, especially at this late period, if you want to be playing guys like next week against the Ravens, and I think that's that's the, the standard for the linebacking group, they need guys that can play tomorrow. And if you're going to have those, you have to have guys that are familiar with the system. If not, you're completely starting over, and that, that, helps, that helps nobody. All right, so they're into the preparation. They'll play next week. You were out there today. Uh, you were out there yesterday. I want to ask you something. Mike Mayock took a phone call during his press conference. I was hoping like heck you would overhear him say, I said no lettuce with tomatoes and an extra mayonnaise that someone from Uber Eats was calling him. You believe it was a little more serious. Can you definitively say it had anything to do with KJ Wright or do you think it was his wife saying, bring home some steaks for dinner? No, I don't think you would have answered in that case. So I you think, don't answer the wife. Believe me, my friend, you're not in that mo you're not in that uh, persona. Yes, you would answer if the wife calls. I uh, no, no. That's why I'll never have a wife, and I don't want to be married. Uh, that's completely why. Um, yeah, I, I, listen, we don't know that it's KJ Wright, but it's the most logical answer, and sometimes the most logical, most obvious answer is the right one. I don't think it was KJ Wright calling him. I think it was his agent or somebody along those lines. Because we know that KJ Wright has been deciding between Seattle and the Raiders for a long time. Was he going to go back there? What, what kind of offer were they going to give him? Obviously, it wasn't the offer that he wanted because he would have gone back there a long time ago. He was reportedly wanting a lot of money from the Raiders. Uh, that clearly doesn't be, seem to be the case now. But the Raiders, you know, what he chose to do, what a lot of veterans do, is wait for a team to have a real need. 
And the Raiders talked to him a couple weeks ago. They didn't have a real need there. Now they do. And so he comes back and, you know, they have that conversation. And I think it's fair to say that as Mike Mayock takes this call during the middle of a press conference, which clearly had something to do with the roster, uh, no question about that. That's why he took the call and why he left the room. But now you see KJ Wright sign the next day. Well, that's been the saga, right? When they when he came back and he said, uh, you know, I can't say who that was. Right. Let's just say it was part of an ongoing saga. Well, KJ Wright has been the saga. He's been the one that they've been talking about and talking to for a couple of weeks. So it only makes sense that it would have something to do with KJ Wright. So that's my educated guess that that call had something to do with KJ Wright. But we don't know the tr- we don't know for sure. There's no definitive answer to that. There'll never be a definitive answer, I don't think. But I think it's fair to say it probably had something to do with that. God, I wanted that to be Uber Eats. Oh, it would have been wonderful. It was some kind of weird phone call that he was taking. Well, he doesn't have to. They've got a great cafeteria there for them. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Kid might be like me. I'm at the. I'm. We're at the Rebel game right now. I brought myself some Jimmy John's. No, no offense to any of the food served here. I had the Jimmy John's. Early this morning, after my radio show, I went by and picked it up, put it in the refrigerator all day, because I knew I was bringing it to the game. Turkey, extra mayo, tomato only. And I had the Jimmy John's before the game. I'm passing on the braised ribs. Wait, where did you where did you put it? When did I buy it this morning? About no, where 10 did you store it? In my refrigerator at the house. So that's the problem. I think you said in my refrigerator. Why wouldn't you put it in the fridge? No, I think you left out the re at the beginning oh, of the word. I say fridge, refrigerator. I think I think you said you stored it in your refrigerator. I did. I did. It's either refrigerator or fridge. You can't combine those two things. It's 510 calories. I'm on a calorie count now. I got 1,700 a day. It's 510. Uh, so that that was a, a a major part of what I ate today, the Jimmy John's. First of all, you can't be sure on that. What are you talking about? I, it's my apps tells me how many calories are in the sand. Your app knows exactly how much yes. of each thing is on there. Pops Ramirez to your right, Willie, take this for. Hold on, Willie. It can't possibly know. It does know. There's when no you, way. When you drive up to the drive-through, it says. Tom Turkey Sandwich, 510 calories. So that and the app says. You are exactly proving what I'm saying. What does that mean? Okay, that's how many slices of turkey. And you know that every single person makes the sandwich the exact no, same way because with the yes, exact same ingredients? Because when you look at them, the turkey's in a, in a plastic thing where they put the exact same amount of slices Okay, how in. about what do, you, what do you get on top of it? I get tomato and extra mayo. Right, what if they put an extra tomato? What if they put an extra mayo on there? I or ask not for extra mayo. mayo on. That's why right. when I put in the calories on my uh, app, I, I add on 20 just in case. What if it's more? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to be around 1,700. I'm never going to hit 1,700 right, but what I'm right saying in. is you're never going to exact number of what calories No, you're, you're right. Doing. If I have to admit it to you, I'll never okay. be right at 1,700, okay. but I'm not going to be at 2,500. So I'm saying. It could be a lot of mayo on that thing. I love my mayo. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe they put 300 extra calories of There's mayo There's a problem with that. mayo. That's why I'm doing this calorie count. <laughs> Willie. You have no idea. Come on in, Pops. Willie Pops Ramirez from the Associated Press. This is a nice transition here what on the uh, do Sports Play Conduct. The sandwich is 1,700 what, calories. What are we going to do about this problem? I mean, I'm going to continue having 1,700 calories. Well, here's the thing. Adam is correct, but the the, fit, the My Fitness Pal is about as accurate as they come. Now, for me, I that's why at home when I grill the chicken, when I weigh it specifically. I don't have a weigher. Chicken. Oh, yeah. No, we got the scale, the whole thing. Weigher? Oh, it's weigher. on a scale. Oh, wait. A weigher in a refrigerator. 
Yeah, it's called a scale, Ed, not a weigher. <laughs> a weigher in a refrigerator. Come on, Ed. What, what, what are you going to do about this? What is going hey. on? Your work with words. Well, right. some would argue that on a daily basis. You're a wordsmith. What are you insinuating? Some would argue that. Someone would argue that, but anyway. What are you insinuating? <laughs> My only point to Adam was, by counting calories, and I told you this earlier, you can know around where you're at. If yes. you don't at all, during the course of a day, you could be at a number you'd have no idea because you're not paying attention. This is, so here's the thing. For what you do, here's why you're hitting your number. You're not hitting 1,700 exactly, but here's why you're basically hitting your around number. Around it. If you're going around it and not necessarily going over 250, you're burning it when you do your six-mile run. When I do my run. Yeah. So. I, I, try, I mean, that's fine. My whole point was on a calorie counter, you can never be exact. That was my whole point on this. And now we've all said, yeah, you're right. Uh, there's no more. That's it. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, I never disputed, so I don't, I don't want to get thrown No, no, you've, you've done this as well. Your you're perfect lifestyle, you enjoyed it. I mean, you do these things, so you gave me the thumbs up when I told you I was going to do this. Oh, yeah. No, the my, and, and that's the best app that you can use, that one that you Say have. Say it again. What do I have? My Fitness Pal. That's what I have. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to turn it back to Adam. Adam just automatically stays away from the sugar and the carb. I'm going to turn it back to Adam. Because I do think, stay there, Pops. I do think we need an update, a quick update before we get out of here on the next round of media fights. Adam was in the uh, media room more than I have been recently, and I think some people have come up with some uh, matchups. Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, I mean, it's more. I think it's more people that felt left out. They want to be included. Uh, we do have a. Uh, did, we, did we? Did Did you got? Did you end up with any challenges? Does anybody get called out? Yeah, there's a few, but I, I don't know. I don't think they want to be on the air, so I'm not gonna oh, call them yeah. out in that way. Yeah. Uh, I know we left out the, the most logical fight of uh, Levi Edwards against Levi Damien. Battle of Levi's. Uh, yeah. They both cover the team, and they're both named Levi's. So that makes a lot of sense. We should have done it at Levi's Levi Stadium. Stadium. Yeah. yeah, We should have had that happen. Yeah. Uh, didn't, but certainly a sponsorship should be in the works, That's I would a, imagine. Maybe next year's Bay Area yeah. battle. Yeah. I think so. There's there's some things going on. Um, I think Willie was involved. I, I don't know that he loved his matchup. No, no, I didn't like the matchup, but I mean, it is what it is. Uh, what? Are, who, who are some of the other ones that you want to? Th you, we got to get in the set round two. We'd prefer Mike Grimaldo have a food fight with someone, and that way he'd have no chance of winning because he wouldn't do condiments. You can't win a food fight. Adam knows this as a Buff former Buffalo Bills fan, Mr. Ketchup guy, mustard guy in Buffalo, the Pinto guy. You can't have a real food fight without condiments. Grimaldo, the kid doesn't eat anything except like uh, like straw, so he would get killed so in any kind food of food fight? fight. Would it be a food fight or an eating contest? Well, I mean, he doesn't eat either, so no, I don't know who he'd be so in either of both. those contests. Who else did we we left out? Tashawn Reed of the Athletic. He and Sam would be good because they're both athletic and like in shape, kids. And young. And young. Yeah. Sam's looking over at us right now. Look at the, Look at this. Look at this kid. Sam Gordon here at the UNLV game. Yeah, I think Sam would destroy him. I don't really think that's fair. Are you serious? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but Sam's going to pretty much beat anybody. Who do you take in Sam against Deshaun? The problem with Sam is, and it's not a problem necessarily, I think since we talked about this, he's been a little, I think he let it affect him or he just decided to, to buy in. He's been rocking like the real, like the short shorts to show off his legs. And to, today he's got yeah. the tight shirt because yeah. he knew I was going to be here. So he's kind of flexed on me a couple of times. Yeah, so I think uh, that know, was like the I issue. I was sitting up, up there eating with uh, with uh, Jesse from Channel 3, and, and he walked by, and he just kind of gave me one of those nods, like, yeah. sup, yeah. like a sup, you know. Sam's a nod guy. I see his, I can see the biceps from here. How, how about all those tattoos? That'll scare people. He's got a lot of tats on the arms. It probably, the, it probably sends the odds up a little bit. Got the biceps. Anyone else we missed? Grimala, both Levi's. Sam's going to kill Tashawn. 
Um, I'm trying to think. None of the TV guys, huh? We had Vinny losing to somebody. I don't Who is Vin- Vinny no, Bonsignori lost to Paul oh, Gutierrez? I think, I think, like I said, I think the main event, I like the Levi's and Sam against... Uh, um, to Sean, to Sean, and and Gramala against someone throwing food at him. But I think I think in the main event we got to go the OGs, Willie and, and Paul Gutierrez. Oh man, I mean, that's a, so that's they both have to win though. Yes, can't have one coming off a loss, one off a win. They both both have to win. Unless or both it's have double to lose. elimination and we're going through the consolation bracket. No, you got to have winner against winner. I think that's how you book it. I think that's how it, how it works. Uh, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's going to be. Listen, a lot of people are interested. A lot of people are involved, and we didn't think it was going to take off, and it took off, and now, uh, now there's some people in, so we're excited about it. All right, guys, this is dropping Friday, but I want to get each of your thoughts. We might as well do a little local here for the college football team, UNLV, opening against Eastern Washington. Second year of Marcus Arroyo, he likes me. Um, he was 0 6 last year, uh, and what's what are you insinuating, um, Willie? I'll go to you and Adam. Willie, give us your thoughts first on the. Rebels, they will play 12 games this year. What are you looking at? Well, I think that they. this is a very important game. When when this drops, obviously we're going to know the outcome. It, it really, win or lose, it depends on how they play, how they execute. It, the quarterback position, I think I heard that he uh, that there was, a uh, on his radio show, there was a little bit of probably of a drop of a hint that one of them's injured. I'm not sure if that's true. So I haven't had a chance to go out there and watch any of the practice, so I'm going off what some of the local guys have said. I mean, who does? But... Um, do they get over one and a half wins? I, I said this on, on radio that I believe that this game is important, but if there's one game that I think that he has to buy into that he didn't last year and he downplayed a lot when we asked him about it, he said, no, we're not going to base our system because then all of a sudden we focus all on one game, which he learned not to do up in Oregon. Okay, whatever. But got to focus on Reno. And I think that if they can get one win and at least get fired up and he has what he thinks has been a better camp, they can go up to Reno with a little bit of passion because, I mean, if Tony Sanchez did it. So if, uh, that's that's one of the games to focus on. To be fair, it's a different era. Uh, there's a reason that you don't do that, too, because if the Raiders, to tie this back into our Raiders podcast, were like, hey, this season is about how we do against the Chiefs. Uh, not a good idea. Not a smart idea because you're probably going to lose that game and you don't want to do that. Reno's really, really, really good. You're probably going to go in there as, what, four or five touchdown underdog? You can't you can't be like, well, that's the game that matters. You have to try to work on smaller steps. And so I get it. I get it's important. And at some point when your program is built, it's going to be important to beat them and you have to be on their level and win. But right now you're not on their level. So uh, probably not the best game to focus on. They need to win a couple of games, though. They, they need to have some success. I think the program's going in the right direction no matter what. They've recruited a lot of size, a lot of speed. Uh, they're getting bigger and faster, what they have to do, and stronger. Uh, but this year is probably going to be ugly in terms of results. But you want to be more competitive. You want to show up, compete in every game, get a couple of wins, get some results to build some confidence. But really this year is just about continuing to grow the program. Quickly, final record, 12 games. 1-11. Pops Ramirez has 1-11. Adam? I'm going to go 3-9. All right, guys, I'm going to go three and nine as well. I think with the New Mexico's of the world, Eastern Washington, Utah State, there's enough there to get to three. Remember, now this is dropping tomorrow, so you're probably going to know how UNLV did against Eastern Washington. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Remember, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. You can also check out Vegas Nation Game Day next week when we preview the Raiders' season opener against Baltimore. Find all our coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Meir, my co-host, Adam Hill, Pops Ramirez, I'm Ed Graney. We will talk to you next week when we get ready to preview the Ravens.
Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.